Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. It's great to have you with us as we push out into this journey of becoming uh, greater in our well-being, discover what is more to be like God himself. And that's where we are. This is part two of God's plan for your well-being. Uh, Do get hold of a a book. We've got a few spares if you want to get hold of a copy this week. Starting today, we're reading this book together. And uh, remember those those six areas we mentioned last week in our introduction? I think we have the screen up where we show those six different vocation, uh, physical, financial, vocational, relational, spiritual, emotional, and physical. Six different areas of well-being that we're going to look at over these next six weeks. But today we're going to talk about, as our journey of increased well-being, about having a well-being mindset. And I know that for all of us, during this last season, we have been affected in one way or another. I know that some of us, you know, emotionally, the uncertainties of this last season, we've been on a roller coaster of emotions, ups and downs. Physically, we have not been able to maybe do the things we enjoy doing, have been able to get out and enjoy. We've been sat down a lot more, sitting on the sofa, watching random programmes or sitting at our home desk, a kitchen table or dining table, wherever you might be. Our physical well-being has not been as it was. Or maybe spiritually, maybe you feel dry spiritually. You've not uh, engaged with church online like maybe you would have done when we were in person. Maybe you struggled to pick up your Bible regularly or to pray regularly. Maybe you feel like isolated, alone spiritually. Or maybe relationally, you may be living with a family. You may be, uh, you know, in relationship with other people in your home, but you're not in a good relationship. Maybe relationships have broken down in this last season. Maybe there have been some disagreements, misunderstandings. Maybe you're living alone and you feel isolated, not able to get out like you used to be able to. And relationally, you've been impacted. Or financially, maybe you've seen a reduced income. Your finances have changed. It's impacted how you're doing. You've got extra costs to think about. And your financial well-being is not where it used to be. Or vocationally. Maybe you don't feel that you're able to do the calling you'd love to do because you've been in different set of circumstances. It's a change of a job. Maybe you've had to face redundancy or find a different role or a different job. Or maybe you've had to go on a furlough scheme and that's been challenging. Uh, it affects our well-being. All these different things affect how we are. But this is not a self-help course. We are not here trying to make ourselves just better people. This is about the shalom. This is about the the Prince of Shalom, the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ himself. He is the source of our well-being and that's what we want to discover. So today is really important as we try and get to grips with our mindset, our thinking. When it comes to well-being, it starts with every thought being taken captive. How is our thinking? We can so easily lose perspective. I remember when uh, a year ago I was ill and um, it was the early stages of, of the lockdown and I was sent to my room for seven days of isolation and the family would sort of feed me while sort of backing out the room really quickly. And I remember feeling unwell and the world was trying to get to grips with this thing called COVID. And I remember going on my news app and looking at the news far more often than I should have done. And I kept seeing stories of, of men of similar age to me dying from this new disease. 
and my head got carried away. I was thinking, this will be me. I, I read and I looked and I saw and I, I kept finding, kept Googling. I kept thinking, what is happening? Am I going to survive this? Because I lost my perspective. A year later, I look back and I think, what a crazy place to get to. But I remember the moment when I started thinking an unhealthy thought. And I just need to make sure that I'm, I'm focusing my attention, my mind on Christ, not on my circumstances. Selwyn Hughes, the founder of Every Day with Jesus and the, the organisation CWR said these words, to win the battle of the mind is to win one of the greatest struggles in life. No real change can take place until a person's thinking is changed. No change can take place until our thinking is changed. Our thinking is so important. And in the story of Elijah that we were going to be looking at these next few weeks, we'll see it today, how important it is. If you look in your Bibles from 1 Kings 17 till about 2 Kings 2, we have the story of this amazing prophet called Elijah. And we've got some images on screen for you to have a look at. In his early ministry, at about, uh, in 1 Kings 17, he prophesied there'd be a drought, there'd be no more rain. And it stopped raining as soon as he said it would be so. For three years, there was drought. He was fed by ravens who came and flew in with his kind of Uber Eats, uh, kind of, you know, straight to his door. He was delivered food, early days of social networks and deliveries. And then he was also managed to raise a young lad from the dead, a guy who died. He saw him raised from the dead. He was doing pretty well. And then he went to another level with Mount Carmel. Mount Carmel, one of the first of his mountains in 1 King 18, he takes on the prophets of Baal, 450 prophets of Baal, and they have a mountain tap, uh, mountaintop uh, kind of competition. And at this moment, they kind of like saying, whose God is the best God? Your God, Elijah, by yourself or Baal with his 450 prophets. And they summon the power of their various gods. And what happens? God answers Elijah's prayer. Fire comes from heaven and burns up the altar. And he just dismisses and takes over the other 450 prophets of Baal. Great victory takes place. But then he comes down the mountain in 1 Kings 19 and the Queen Jezebel speaks to him and says, by this time tomorrow, she sends him a message, by this time tomorrow, you will be dead. And he's fearful for his life. He's suddenly afraid, even though he's seen these great miracles. He runs into the desert. He experiences burnout. He is at his wit's end. And then God takes him from the desert place, from a place of, of, of frustration and, and loss to a place of restoration. He takes him back up to another mountain. From Mount Carmel, he goes to the desert. He goes to Mount Sinai, often known as Mount Horeb. And Mount Horeb, he meets with God. The angel of God says, get up, get up, eat, eat and sleep. If you could eat and sleep, you could be so much more healthier. And he meets God, not in the fire, not in the earthquake, not in, in the kind of the, the, the big storm and the wind, but he meets God in the whisper. And God speaks to him and he pulls him back and he says, hey, Elijah, I've got more for you to do. And then in 1 Kings 19, he's fully restored. He meets his assistant to be Elisha and they travel together until in 2 Kings chapter 2, uh, quite an amazing end to Elijah's life where he's taken up to heaven in a chariot of fire, a chariot of fire. And it kind of doesn't really stop there because 900 years later, 
Elijah reappears on the Mount of Transfiguration. On the Mount of Transfiguration, he is there with Moses and with Jesus. You see this in Matthew chapter 17. And a few disciples who see this happen, this Mount of Transfiguration moment where Jesus is standing there with Moses and Elijah, two of the most respected characters in the history of Israel. And that is a story of Elijah, which we'll cover over the next few weeks. But what a story. We're going to use this story to help us understand well-being and having a well-being mindset. Elijah's loss of perspective was what brought him down to his knees. It changed his mindset. And one of the ways that we can develop a well-being mindset is to turn things around and change the language. And instead of saying well-being mindset, set your mind to being well. Set your mind to be well. I'm choosing to turn my attention to things that are good for my wellness. Set your mind to being well. It starts with the first thing of knowing who you really are, knowing your identity, knowing who God has made you to be is foundational. If you are unsure, you have a wrong view of who you are, it will mess up all sorts of areas of your well-being in every area of your life. When you're not sure who you are, it enables the enemy to throw away a comment that takes you down an avenue you should never be running. It takes a whisper from an unhelpful friend to actually find yourself going somewhere you don't need to go because your mind is uncertain of who you are. Your perspective, it makes such a difference when you feel like, I'm not sure who I am. I don't know what my identity is. And you find yourself in that kind of place of limbo, that one poor comment, and you can find yourself just spiralling out of control. I know that social media can be helpful. It can. It can be a good place to share ideas, to share stories, to share information. But sometimes it can be terrible. Comparison can be deadly. It can steal the joy and excitement of what you're doing. You find yourself getting sidetracked by looking what other people are doing. I know that I can find myself on a Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening and I think, you know, I can flick around now online. I can see what all the other churches are doing online. And I can see, oh my, I've got some great friends leading brilliant churches. And I, can, I can flick and I can go and have a look and I can see. I'll go, wow, look what they're doing. That's amazing. That's awesome. I love that. And then I can start going, oh, I wish we could do that. Or how many viewers have they had? How many views have they had on their YouTube channel? How many do we have? And I start to compare myself with other people. And it's not healthy. And God isn't calling me to be like someone else. God is calling me to be like me and you to be like you and say, what has God called me to do and how are we caring for Freedom Church and how are we building this community and not looking at what other people might be doing. See, Elijah understood in the early part of his ministry who he was. His name literally means the Lord is my God. Elijah means God, the Lord is my God. His name was powerful and he knew what it meant. But in 1 Kings 19, he lost perspective and forgot who he was. He says these words, Lord, take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. I, he compared himself to those who'd gone before and he went, I'm no better. He was in a depleted state. He forgot who he was. 
Your identity in Jesus Christ is essential. Understanding that is so important. If you are a Christian, if you are a follower of God, if you've chosen to be someone who loves Jesus, then you are born again. You have a new creation. You are a child of God. You, the old has gone and you're no longer what you used to be. You are who Jesus says you are today. That is your identity. That is your true identity. God loves you for who you are. And I know we know this, but you're still at risk of forgetting our identity and reminding ourselves, it's so helpful, say, God loves you. God loves you. Someone in the studio shout, God loves you. God loves you. Thank you, Judith. Anyone else wants to go that? God loves you. Turn to the person watching next to you, say, God loves you. Type it in the chat and say, God loves you. Those three words are so important to be reminded when we get sidetracked. Now, well-being is not where it should be to remind ourselves that God loves you. God really loves you. It's profound. When we forget this, we lose our perspective. We can forget who we are. And maybe we need to speak to ourselves in our mirrors and just remind ourselves, God loves you. God loves you. Whatever your name God loves you. Whoever you are, God loves you. Whatever you are doing today, God loves you. So first of all, you need to know who you are. Remember your identity. Secondly, you need to know where you are at. Where are you at? Where are you in, the, in association with your well-being? If we can put those um, dials back up again on the screen, those six dials of, of the different um, elements of well-being. If you imagine those dials are either red, amber or green, for you. If you look at those right now and say to yourself, how is my physical well-being? Am I green? Am I in a good place? Am I healthy? Or are you amber? I could do better. Or is it red? It's like we need some serious amount of work going on here. How is how are your emotional well-being? How is your spiritual well-being? Your vocational, your financial, your relational. Look at those dials and ask yourself the honest question, where am I at? Before change can happen, we need to be honest with where we are at present. You know, in 1 Kings chapter 18, Elijah is having his victory on Mount Carmel. It's all working really well. He's on a spiritual high. He's seeing the prophets being turned over. He's sprinting like a supernatural Usain Bolt. He's incredible. He's got it all going for him. And then comes that moment, the whisper of Jezebel and everything crumbles around him. Often in times of success, the reality can be hidden. It can, you can think someone's got it all together and then you realise actually it was a facade of what was actually going on. How many times have you seen stories of celebrities who seem to have it all together, who seem to have it on the outward appearance, everything working out fine, and then they've lost their perspective and what's really going on comes to the forefront. We've got to look after ourselves and look after each other. I remember the moment I was standing with a friend of mine and we were at a big Christian event and he was a Christian minister, full-time minister and he worked for an organisation and we ran this event together and we invited someone to come and speak to us. And the room was full of people and there was this person on stage and they were doing their work and it was brilliant. And my friend turned to me and he said to me, he said, I could never do what that person is doing. And the sad thing is from that night on, he never did any more Christian ministry. He walked away from his job, he walked away from his marriage, he walked away from so many different things because he compared himself to someone else. And although he was deemed successful by many people, he'd seen someone else at work and I can't do that. 
and he just crumbled. Because the outside appearance that, that man looks at isn't what God's interested in. God wants to know what's going on inside of you. Where are you at? This is not about making us look good for other people's sake. This is about us being honest to God to go, we want to be people that become more like Jesus. See, the truth is, when we talk about these things, it makes us vulnerable. Vulnerable to fear. The fear of not being good enough. The fear of the unknown, the fear of failure, the fear of history repeating itself. And fear can drive us in an unhealthy way. When Jezebel makes this threat to Elijah, she whispers the greatest fear to Elijah. And he is vulnerable and she plants a thought, a seed, and it sends him over. He spirals, he loses perspective. His mindset is gone. He is physically depleted. Having done all that running, he is isolated. He sent his servant away. He is by himself. He is spiritually empty. And having done such great mountaintop moments, he suddenly ends up in the desert and he's lost his perspective. I know that personally, I often don't realise when I am struggling, I can just keep on going. It's in my mindset, just keep on going. I keep gritting my teeth through this pandemic. I'll just keep on going. And often my wife Lottie will say to me, you know, I think this is actually affecting you more than you realise. And I have to stop and be honest. And I know that in this last season, I had to lean into God like never before. I know that there's been times in my life where I have realised that my mindset is not where it should be, that I haven't set my mind to being well. And Elijah, this, this man we've talked about today, Elijah in James 5, James says these words, Elijah was a human being just like us. That Elijah was like us. He did great things and he made foolish mistakes. And we can do the same. I know that in my life there have been times where I have hit lows in different areas of well-being. I remember a number of years ago I, I was diagnosed with a, a disease, a Crohn's disease. And I, I remember that fearful of the unknown. I was so worried about what that might mean for me, what that might mean for my future, the uncertainty. It creates fear. I remember a number of years ago when I was uh, working for a church and we were in the middle of a busy time and we were doing a building project and I got sidetracked by the activity of this project that I neglected my relational well-being with my family. One of my children was being born and I was more interested in developing a building programme because why? There was a fear of failure, of not doing a good enough job, of looking like I was doing well to others. I neglected the most important people in my life because I got sidetracked. My mind was actually affected by things around me. And we can all work that way. We can so busy doing things to try and impress other people or work hard because we think there's something in this for us that we forget the reasons why we're doing it. Who are you? What is your identity in Jesus Christ? And where are you with your well-being right now? Are you learning to lean into God? Are you trusting in him? Are you discovering, like I've had to this last season, the new rhythms of grace, saying, God, I don't know how to work in a pandemic environment and I'm having to lean into you. I've done church leadership for many, many years, but I've never led church online. This is new for me. God, I need you. And how do we get rid of those fearful thoughts? How do we uh, delete them? 1 John 4 says, perfect love casts out all fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. God loves you. And when you understand God's love for you, 
it reduces the fear you might feel by the people around you, the circumstance you're facing. And then lastly, as we wrap this up, number three, knowing that you can really change. You can change. Change is possible. You might feel like I've always tried changing. I've always tried to create change, force change, make change happen, but I've never seen any kind of pick up on this and we can't find a breakthrough. I want to say to you today, in the name of Jesus, you can have breakthrough. You can have change. Whatever you're facing right now, you can see change and transformation. It's more than just having a positive mindset. Dr. Carol Dweck says these words, it's about having a growth mindset, not a fixed mindset. When we tell ourselves we can't change, then we find ourselves fulfilling the prophecy we've set ourselves. We can't. But if we tell ourselves we can, and it is possible, and I'm going to adapt, and I'm going to adjust to what I'm facing, then we can change. If you want to see an increased well-being in your life, then you need to have a growth mindset that says, I believe I can break through the seeding I've created in the power and the name of Jesus Christ. You are not stuck. You can grow. You can change. I want to take a moment for us to encourage one another in this. Hebrews 10 says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. I want to motivate you. I want to encourage you towards being well. I want you to set your mind to being well. I want you to be whole and complete. And yes, please do worship team. Do start playing. That'd be wonderful. A well-being mindset. It is a good start. A well-being mindset is a good start. A, a supportive community, it really does help. But understanding that we need the power of God through the Holy Spirit walking with us every day, that brings increased well-being. Elijah didn't have a connect group. <laughs> Elijah didn't have a book about how to do it. But Elijah had God on his side the angel of God that prodded him and said, get up, come on, get up, get up and eat, sleep. I tell you, we could be so much more healthier if we just ate well and slept properly. And the angel of God knew that for Elijah and just prodded him and said, come on, get up. And I think some people here are going, ah, oh, I'm done. And I think it's time to say, get up. It's time to say, get up. The angel of God is prodding you and saying, get up. There's more for you to do. The ministry is not over. The job is not done. The, the work is not completed. It's time to get up. It's time to get up and to participate. Time to get up and change. Time to realise the Holy Spirit is inside of you. The great counsellor is with you. The comforter is in you. He is for you. It reminds me of the time a number of years ago, I ran the London Marathon and someone said, put your name on your T-shirt. I said, why? They said, you watch, it'll help. Mile 12, 13, 14, I was fine. I'm like, I don't think this is really helping much. 15, 16, 17. About mile 18, I was struggling. And someone shouts, come on, Sim, you can do it. And my head goes up. My shoulders go back. And you're, I'm, you're right, I can do it. And then your head goes again. And someone shouts, come on, you can do it, Sim. You can do it. My head goes back up again. And I want to say to people, you need to hear this today. You can do it. You can change. You can change your well, uh, well-being. Your mindset can be shifted with the power of God on, alongside you.
John 8 says these words, may you know the truth and will the truth set you free? Will you know the truth and what the truth will set you free? As uh, Paul plays for us just now, I want to just take a moment, encourage you right where you are, just to receive from the Holy Spirit. Maybe God is prodding you right now, like that angel of God. Maybe there is something that you know you need to look at. There is an area of your life that is red on those dials and and it needs to be looked at and fixed and sorted. It needs your attention. I just want to pray for us. And should we just pray for a moment, just encourage you where you're seated just now or where you're watching uh, together right now. I want to encourage you to open your hands up and say, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit. Be with us. Prod us where we need to be prodded. Push us where we need to be pushed. Drag us where we need to be dragged. Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, come. Lord, I pray for those who are listening right now. That as they may feel stuck, they feel they can't change. They feel that their their well-being has been set. Their mind has been set and it's not up for moving. Lord, I pray you'd give them a, uh, you'd oil the wheels with the Holy Spirit, the wheels of change, of possibility. I want to pray, Lord, you would enlighten people with what you can do with them, through them. You would break off any uh, thinking which is not healthy, which is not good where they've got into a, a, a track of thinking, a, a mindset that's not good. Would you, would you prod them, Lord, I pray. My brothers and sisters listening right now, may they know your spirit work among them. If there are people here who have never said yes to following Jesus and they're just thinking, oh, I want to find out more about who this person is, would they discover who you are? Would they reach out to you, I pray. Lord, we want to be people that f- not just exist in this world, but we live out our full life, our full well-being life in step with your Holy Spirit, we pray. So be with us, Lord. Work through us that we be people who know who we are. We are people who know where we're at and we would be people that give ourselves to follow you and change our ways. That this next six weeks wouldn't just be a, an interesting thing to think about, but it'd be a life-changing opportunity. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for listening. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.